Hi, I'm Michael Cashew. And I'm Adi Cashew, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development. Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships. We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Wrapping for a bit. Expert. What's up, y'all? <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we've got DJ AD over here on my left. <laughs> I have been making up nursery rhymes almost every day since Shy was born. She's pretty solid, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, y'all. Today we are talking about body insecurities. Uh, mm. This is for anyone that feels any level of insecurity about their body composition or the way that their anatomy is. They just have insecurities about your body. Uh, I think, I think I'm speaking to most people right yeah, now. I'm pretty, I think that is almost everyone, including those that would absolutely surprise you. you how could that person even possibly be mm-hmm. insecure? I've thought that about other people and people that I've worked with as clients. And I'm like, damn, we're all just human. Mm-hmm. This is also for people that have someone in their life that has that they perceive to have like a significant insecurity around their body. And, you know, hopefully what we share will help you support that person a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go into it. This is the first time I've ever talked about this publicly. But for years, I have had pretty, pretty significant insecurities around my own body. And I've compared myself to what I used to look like when I was training for four hours a day and I was competing in CrossFit and I was as dialed in as I have ever been. I was probably five or 10 pounds lighter and a good bit leaner. And ever since then, I have kind of expected myself to get back to that level of leanness without actually doing that amount of work or Mm -hmm. without my diet being that consistent. And it's been a constant source of like very low grade suffering. I haven't experienced any like depression or, you know, anything crazy, but it's kind of always been there messing with my confidence, messing with my level of like presence. A lot of times, like it's been really distracting and it's, it's just carried uh, a slightly negative emotional load on me for many, many years. And it might be helpful too for people if you give, because I, I think this was helpful for me when you were talking to me about it, a couple examples of how it shows up for you. Totally. So the biggest and most like embarrassing one is I am so, I've been so hesitant to take my shirt off around people. Mm-hmm for most of the year, most years since that's, since I competed. And the only times that I feel confident are when I'm like sticking to my diet and I'm making a little bit of progress. And it's funny because I don't actually have to be super lean. I just have to feel like I'm in control of my, my, my fitness level. You're taking care of yourself. Yeah. And so, yeah, like even around a bunch of guys outside in Texas heat, I've, been very self-conscious and not taking my shirt off and it it is it it is time for me to take my shirt off like it's so fucking hot (laughs) excuse my language and yeah that's one one example yeah that's um 
a good example. Uh, just, I can imagine a lot of people relate to that. Just the lack of presence that comes with that of, you know, just being a little nervous to take your shirt off in a situation where it would be totally normal and you actually do want to take your shirt off, but you just are not. And then maybe being distracted by how that's being perceived by others. Like, oh, I'm the guy who's keeping his shirt on. Is this contributing? You know, it just kind of becomes this like vicious cycle. And I have totally been there. Um, I have a similar experience with, I like to wear shorts with bathing suits. So I've always been like totally okay. Like I have a smaller upper body, but my legs carry majority of my body fat and I have cellulite on my legs and I've always felt self-conscious about it. So I just would keep shorts on. And I always wondered like, what do people think about that? Or is it even something that people notice? It's just keeping me away from actually enjoying myself. And the older I get, the more I've just talked about it and put it out there. And that's a lot of what this episode's about. So for years, I thought that I was alone in the fitness community. I'm sure, I was sure that, you know, some men had insecurities about their body, but I was comparing myself to, you know, CrossFit games, athletes, or just people that are very into CrossFit. If you do a lot of CrossFit and you're eating well, you're going to get shredded. Um, you're going to be very, you know, very, very fit. And I was comparing myself to the level of leanness that I used to be as well as other games athletes. And so I really felt like I was alone and I didn't share this with I think anyone but a D for years. And it was even really hard for me to share with her. What changed for me, well, actually, before I say that, also, I know that shame breeds on silence, like it festers and it grows in silence. So when we don't share something that we're embarrassed or afraid or angry or whatever about something we're ashamed of, it can grow and, f- and it can be harder and harder to disclose. And yeah, Brene talk, Brown talk says, about. Sec- uh, shame thrives on secrecy, silence, and judgment. So what changed for me was actually when a D mentioned, I don't know, maybe a year ago that she saw a, an Instagram post that Cole Sager made of him talking about his own insecurities with his body. And this dude from my perception, has like the best body in CrossFit. He's so shredded, he's such a good looking dude. And I was like, holy shit, if, he ha- if he's having these thoughts, then it's possible that the majority of men or a lot of men that are still really, really fit are having these thoughts. I'm not alone. And that kind of cracked me open to being willing to start sharing. Then finally, I worked up the courage to share this with one friend and then another, and then in like a group of, of male friends. And what's happened is I don't feel like I'm rid of these insecurities, but instead of just being, and insecurities are thoughts and emotions, like patterns of thoughts and emotions. And what this has allowed me to do, like externalizing those thoughts and seeing how people respond to me. It's allowed me to just notice that pattern going on within me rather than just being completely swept away by it and having it like ruin my day or something like that. There's this part in a book called The Shame That Binds Us that goes something like, we can't let go of our internalized shame until we externalize our thinking. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, and I've noticed from the outside how 
there was definitely this shift as soon as you started sharing with other people. I think it started, you'd share with me and then together we would work to get, we would work on some strategies or things that we could do just the two of us, you know, whether it was eating different ways or having things in the house, not in the house. And we're supportive of each other in that way. I think that if I was going through something similar, you'd be supportive of me in that way as well. And which is like kind of now, you know, now with a new baby, that's what you're doing for me. But I noticed this really big shift when you shared it with people that there was more at stake in saying it out loud with those people. I don't know if like, um, not more at stake, like it was a little scarier to share with your friends than it was to share with me. Yeah. Way more, way scarier. So I think something about that changed it. What do you think? Because your behavior changed afterwards. Your behavior meaning, I think I might be like an extension of you in some ways. And so once you're on the hook with somebody that's not an extension of you, it's you were eating better and you were taking care of yourself a little bit better. And it just kind of like shifted things differently. Even your energy around that particular insecurity changed. Mm -hmm. Even if nothing else changed, just the way that you were talking about it or thinking about it or feeling about it changed. And I wonder what you think um, is the difference between sharing it with me versus sharing it with maybe someone else. First off, you tell me how sexy you think I am all the time. And so (laughs) I really feel like I know where I stand with you. Mm -hmm. And that is also so helpful, like hearing that praise from you often. What changed it for me with the guys was like, that's who I was. I don't know. I guess I'm also afraid of like what other women think of me, but I felt, yeah, there was something around feeling so embarrassed and ashamed that I was having these thoughts because I've always thought guys shouldn't have this type of insecurity. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why. I just thought that's not that's not cool. That's not okay to express. I think like mainstream media kind of pushes us in that direction. Mm-hmm. Like these are things that women struggle with, and not necessarily what men struggle with. And women are like told to get thin or lose ten pounds, and that that messaging is not sent the same to men. Right, and guys, including myself, at times like glorify like eating the biggest meal yes. in the restaurant and like right. just getting huge. Mm-hmm. And and I spent years in a industry and a uh, sport that, you know, people are just really lean and Mm -hmm. it is kind of vain at times. And so I had all of this embarrassment around them knowing I had these insecurities in general. And so when they, specifically when I shared it in a group of like eight, eight ish guys, just hearing them thank me and a couple of them saying things like, yeah, me too. And hearing things like, I feel like I know you so much more and I trust you so much more and seeing that they didn't treat me any differently. And if they did, it was like even more warmly and like they loved me even more. It was so calming for my nervous system. Mm -hmm. I just felt like more comfortable around them, which made me feel more comfortable in my own skin. And I think it's such a beautiful story. And before we talk about maybe some ways to share with people, some ways to do this safely or to decipher like who to share it with, that type of thing, I think it's interesting when you share something that you're shameful about 
And you're shameful about it because you're afraid of something about it, like afraid of how people will perceive you, afraid if people will think less of you, afraid if it's going to distance you or disconnect you from people. And when you do share it, almost the exact opposite can happen. If you share it safely with people that Mm -hmm. you trust, the opposite happens. People love you more. They understand you more. They feel like they have been given this gift that they get to hold this space for you to help you get through something. And that's how relationships are forged. And I feel like that is a really beautiful thing, that this thing that you're really scared and embarrassed about, um, you shared with people that was the most scary group of people to share it with, and they showed up with warmth and love and positivity, and it's it's actually made your relationships deeper mm-hmm. instead of what you were afraid of. Yeah, which almost always happens. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's talk about how to start to uh, express this if you're if you're somebody that has insecurities about your body. And this doesn't necessarily even have to be just insecurities about your body. It's you can insert any insecurity that you have, mm-hmm. anything that you feel shameful about. You always tell me it's better to talk to a wall than nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So getting it out of you, especially sharing with other people that are your like inner circle or people that you really trust is healing. Mm-hmm. So I think the best place to start is a single person and ideally the person that you trust the most to create a safe place for you to be vulnerable. Uh, A lot of times this is a partner or a best friend or even a parent or a sibling. Start small and start with the person that you have the most, the big, the greatest likelihood of success with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I would suggest to start that conversation by letting them know that this is something that you are challenged by, something that you're nervous to share, something that is scary for you to share, because then they know that they should prep themselves. Mm-hmm. So, And they don't take it lightly. Right. So if you didn't do that and Michael said something like, hey, I'm really nervous to take my shirt off in front of you guys, some of the guys might have made a joke about it. If he wouldn't have said, you know, this is something I've been really embarrassed about or really insecure about, maybe they would have made a joke of it and that could have made things even worse. So um, I would definitely let the person that you're sharing with know exactly like that this is serious for you and um, you don't want them to take it lightly. And some sentence stems like ways to like specific ways to start it. One thing that I say often is, Hey, can I share something vulnerable with you? Or, Hey, I have something that's really hard for me to talk about is now a good time. Or, Hey, can we have a, can we have a tough conversation right now? Anything like that. Mm -hmm. And when you, you just said the, like, is now a good time piece. And I feel like that piece is important. Like making an appointment to talk with somebody allows them to have the space and the time to actually have this conversation with you. If you kind of just like spring it on somebody randomly in the middle of their day, they might not have the capacity to react in a way that is going to make your likelihood of success high. Mm -hmm. Um, So make sure that this person has the time and has the presence to be there with you in this conversation. Because we want you to share something like this with the highest likelihood of their response being Um, warm, loving, connecting. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. <laughs> so So you're going to share it start small. You're going to share it with one person that you feel really close with that is like the highest likelihood of success. You're going to make an appointment with this person so that they have space to be present with you and be there with you in this conversation and you're going to let them know how serious of a conversation this is. Mm-hmm. That it's challenging, that it's vulnerable, and you're going to let them know that you want to make sure that they have the time and the energy to be with you in this conversation. Mm-hmm. And also temper your expectations. Sometimes, like usually these conversations go really well and sometimes they don't and be open to the fact that this person might not, might not be a safe place for you. Um, and if that's the case, then pick a new person. Exactly. And that I hope that doesn't discourage you from continuing to try and share and be vulnerable with other people because it's a really awesome thing. And one other tip, just fourth tip before we end this episode. Um, and first, thank you, Michael, for sharing, because I know this is a difficult thing to share and you've just put it out there on the airwaves for other people to learn from and heal from. And I am inspired by you. Thank you. So thanks for sharing. Um, the last thing is that if you are sharing with somebody and there is a reaction that you do not want, meaning like you don't want them to go into giving you advice about this issue, or you don't want them to coach you, or you don't want them to try and make light of it. Like, hey, you shouldn't be insecure about that. You look great. Like, if you don't want that, you can tell them that before you share. Like, I want to share something with you, and I also just want you to listen. I don't really want advice right now. Yeah, I don't really want advice. I just want to get this out of me, and I just want to share it with you, and I'm looking for you to just be here with me. That can help people too, because people's natural instinct is to want to help and want to, they see someone in pain and they want to take the pain away. Mm -hmm. And part of this is actually just like letting people know that you're in pain is healing within itself and nobody has to take that away from you. It allows you to actually fully feel it Mm -hmm. instead of pushing it down and keeping it secret. It's putting it out there and it helps you fully feel it so you can move through it. Let Give people the opportunity as much as possible to show up for you the way that you want them to and to avoid showing up the way that you don't want them to. Um, I really appreciate it when someone shares something with me and they say, I am not looking for advice right now. I just want to uh, someone to listen to me. Mm-hmm. And it's really helpful when someone's clear because then I know what I can and cannot do and I know what might hurt them or, or help mm-hmm. them. I think what this... Yeah, what sharing this has done for me is just make me more comfortable in my own skin. It hasn't made it easier necessarily to stick to a diet or reach my goals. I certainly still have goals. Um, You know, I want to lose 10 pounds. And at the same time, I don't feel this same pressure. I don't feel almost any amount of shame around it anymore. And I just feel like more, more comfort around where I'm at right now. Uh, I also think that that lack of pressure does make it easier at times to be more consistent because I'm not, I'm not like binging at different times. Mm -hmm. And you're not being really hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. Super, super awesome. I hope this is a really helpful episode. And I know that there's so many people that can listen that totally can relate. So get out there and uh, share in safe spaces. All right, guys. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at workingagainstgravity. 
Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.